This is the House of Pop Culture. I'm Anthony Donovan. Durwood Murray. Amy Meredith. And Joe Reese. And for the next hour or so, we'll be talking your face off about all things pop culture related. Now, uh, tonight, we are thrilled to welcome a very special guest. Very special. Very special. And we, we had to have her for oh, this particular show girlfriend. for what we're going to be what we're going to be talking about. She is the production manager for Moxie Theater here in San Diego. Also one of the best stage managers I've ever worked with in my entire life. And she loves this show so much that she actually married one of the hosts in 2010. <laughs> yes. Nicole Reese is here with us tonight. Hey, y'all. Uh, I don't know how many times we've talked about you on this show in the abstract, and now you're here. I know. Quite a a few. A myth and a legend. Sometimes I talk back (laughs) in the car, and I realize, oh, it's just me. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, tell us what tonight's episode's about, Amy. Tonight's episode is Broadway Jazz Hands. On Broadway. The Great White Way. Yes, it is. That's racist. (laughs) Hey, I I didn't name it. Um, so tonight is about Broadway, uh, mostly musicals, because we all... Because that's just who we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Durwood does the straight plays. <laughs> straight plays. <laughs> Durwood loves the straight plays. Although I will say, I mean, in compiling my list for the homework that we had, yeah. nothing straight came up. Well, but it probably should have. But also, well, like, N- Nicole is here to, to give us some, some great professional uh, input on on shows and things like that. But yeah. also, it's worth mentioning that, you know, three of us on this panel have experience as theatrical actors and uh, directors. Yes. Uh, and, we're, we are all deeply involved in the theater. Joe, uh, also professionally by day. Yeah. Does works, stuff, works for Broadway yeah. San Diego. So we, uh, you're going to be hearing some shit tonight. You're going to learn. We know you're what we're talking about. Tonight. You're going to learn tonight. We know what we're talking about. You're welcome. Uh-huh. So I did give you guys some homework, which we'll get to a little later. But first, I have fun facts. Do love fun yeah, facts. Do love fun facts. facts. Because it's a fact that I had fun looking it up. Because God only knows if it's true or not. Although you guys are the perfect people to tell me if we, these things are true or argue. not. And I learned some things. But you guys probably know some things. That so, you sing in a musical. I, I know. That today. So the first thing, and it didn't occur to me until I saw this when I read it on one of the things, is that on Broadway and in most theaters, there is no row I. Yes. Yep. Because there is no I in theater. We work as a team. That's not the reason. Because it's confusing <laughs> with one. Although you had me going for a second It's there. confusing with the, as the box office person Patrons in this room. Stupid. Yeah. And although I've been to lost. some, I know some theaters that number their rows. Yep, and also their seats. That's some confusing bullshit. Don't yeah. do that. Just use some They're letters. Not that smart. Just use letters, and when you if you have a big ass theater that you go past twenty six rows, mm-hmm. double up those letters. Keep on top yes. of it because you got ushers. Talk about the blind leading the blind. Oh, yes. Yeah. Some cases literally because uh, they're uh, usually really old. But Joe is right. Apparently. People got confused with the letter I as number one, and they thought they had front row seats. And back in the day, it caused quite a ruckus. I think and it would cause also, a ruckus now. And a lot of theaters also yeah. don't have a row Q, because fuck that letter. What? Uh, <laughs> What's wow. wrong with Q? No, I know. Just, just some don't just have Q. <laughs> yeah, just, just literally just some don't have Q. That's Moxie really doesn't weird. have a Q, but we only have six rows. Okay, well. <laughs> but that but, is you, a, but you, it's actually, you, it's P R S. Okay. You just start at P and you just decide to skip. So your rows at Moxie are I two three four five. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, so I found that interesting. I, I never thought about it before, but yeah. And then and then I was like, I don't think that can be true. And so then I went and looked at the the seating arrangement for Broadway San Diego, and I was like, huh. Well, look at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. every theater you go into, yeah, you're not going to find a row I. 
Yeah. Okay. There are a few that do. It's weird. Well, those people are wrong. They and are. Really and don't know it's, what new, doing. it's newer That's theaters. That's you know you're in a bad theater. Yep. <laughs> you're in Rhode Island. Look around. Exactly. <laughs> Look at their set. Did they really take the time to finish those paint notes? Probably not. <laughs> Enjoy that show. Maybe the last one you see in that theater. Um, Phantom of the Opera. Dun, 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 Thank you. Uh, Opened in 1988. Dun, dun. And is running on its fourth decade yep. of performances. Longest running on Broadway. Yep. Uh, it is the longest running on Broadway. It has had over 12,000 performances. Wow. Staged to 18 million people. Um, here's the fun fact about it. The box office revenues for Phantom of the Opera are higher than any film or stage play in history, including mm-hmm. Titanic, E.T., Star Wars, and Avatar. Well, because a movie yeah. ticket generally <laughs> won't run you $300. Yeah, that's an interesting point. <laughs> Although, I will, I will like to um, say, because it's uh, especially with Broadway, it's a misconceived notion that it costs like three, 400 bucks to see a show on Broadway. Right. And... You could thank the producers for that, not of not shows. Not the musical. No, literally yeah. the, oh, music the, the musical. Okay. No, literally the music yeah, of the, the musical. producers because they were the first one because they were the hottest ticket in ninety nine two thousand in two thousand or so, and it was like the hottest ticket in town. So what they did, they offered the best seats and it was just a few seats for um, a performance at like four hundred bucks a pop. Well, that got the press. Almost every other seat in the house was. Uh, under a hundred bucks, but it was like ten seats were like at four hundred bucks, and now wow. people and the you know people are like ah it's just so much more like people I know that work on Broadway and stuff are like yeah no it's not that but that's the misconception well, is that it cost it kind of blew my mind thinking that that has outgrossed somebody because you wouldn't but, really I don't know I don't I just never thought of that in terms of I believe well, yeah. it yeah thirty it's thirty thirty it's, years such a spectacle and has such a reputation that, um yeah. i also found interesting is each actor playing the role of phantom gets a custom-made mask as they of each have their own face shape well that, yeah that makes sense <laughs> so over 300 custom-made masks have been made over the last that's 20, incredible yeah. you don't yeah. you, you don't, you don't want mask, you don't want someone <laughs> robert guillaume's mask you don't want you don't Michael want Crawford's. some other creepers face sweat in your mask you want your own creeper face sweat. they had multiple masks too because yeah yeah show days, i'm sure shit out but Michael Crawford, I would, I would love his mask. He used to sing me to sleep. I was obsessed Aww. with Phantom in high school. I would diddle my doodle to it every night. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> there you go, kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mommy, the, what does little doodle mean? Right. <laughs> the original production of Chicago opened in 1975 and ran for 936 performances. Uh, it took a break. And came back in 1996. It is now the second longest yeah. on Broadway is Chicago. And it's it's yeah. probably the longest revival. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's surpassed. Yeah. And they, they like to tout it. It's the longest running American musical. Oh. Because Phantom is not. Is British. British. Oh. America. Yeah. Hey, although I will say Chicago has, to prolong its life, done the best stunt ca- casting See, because the yeah. star power alone it's incredible I, what they I do. have issues with some of the people they let oh oh yeah no 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 Chicago. I'm not saying that they're all good choices and Christy Brinkley yeah I that mean, was a tour point, she just, sure is pretty they let about almost anybody like yes. they didn't have to hold a note like you but look then there's the a, costume the shocking one that I will sure. say 
Eddie George as Billy Flynn apparently was actually pretty good. Wait, Heisman Trophy winner? Yes, Eddie Heisman George? Trophy winner Eddie George <laughs> played Billy Flynn. Wow. And, and to think he would get up there on stage in a room full of people who had no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> but he brought in a new group of people. They're like, Eddie George is on stage. I, I'll I don't see even this. Know who the fuck that is. Once I don't either. It was all off the no table. Clue. Um, Disney's The Lion King. <laughs> is Broadway's biggest money maker in history. In the yep. 20 year run on Broadway, the show has grossed $1.4 billion, wow. which is an oh, average of $2 million a week. God damn. Yeah. yeah that... Get me on that show. <laughs> uh, also, fun fact on uh, Lion King Julie Taymor, who is one of my idols, is the first woman Broadway uh, director in history. Uh, first. Female director to win Best Director. For the Tonys. For the Tonys. Okay. Deservedly so. Oh, I mean, yeah. not deservedly right. that she was the first, but yeah. deservedly that she won. I mean, it's incredible. The spectacle. Every time I see Lion King, I am moved to tears. Oh, at, yeah. In this, I mean, the opening yeah. alone is is incredible. Every single time. Like, yeah. And whenever it comes to town, like I... I have to check sightline issues during their dress rehearsal. So he absolutely has to check it. Like for those <laughs> who may, for those who may not know, what is a sightline issue? Um, certain areas where if you're sitting in a seat and you might not be able to see certain things, and certain shows have different things. And usually they're like, uh, in most most shows, and ninety percent of the time, everything's front and center. You right. might miss some peripheral stuff, exits, 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 entrances, or little minor things, or like some shows like Hamilton, where there's so much goddamn shit going on. You don't realize you're missing stuff, so whatever. But sometimes some shows will have key scenes in certain issue, certain times. So that's what. Well, and part of the Lion King takes place in the audience too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in our theater, the, the, uh, we actually removed seats for the rows. The cause. puppets were genius to bring this yeah. whole show to life. Were the puppets and the way that they are put together, and the way yeah. that the the dancers that do the gazelles. Oh are amazing it's just... i just got chills thinking about it because <laughs> it's one of those shows that um i've always loved and then just uh was it last year or the year before our, our oldest was finally old enough to go to see lion king and i watched her watch the parade of animals and seeing a child see that for the first time is oh probably yeah. made you cry harder well, than yeah. the show yes. itself it's, i'm well, about because, to tear up yeah we did that well, and then that's why we do what we do yeah those yeah. of us yeah. well all of us make theater in some way or make art but that's why we make art is to move people and to yeah. see those giant huge ass i'm sure there's tons of physical therapy puppets come down the aisle right. <laughs> it's magical the yeah. elephant is yeah bertha uh, is stunning now Dermot, i know you're not a huge fan of the actual animated The Lion King, but have you seen the stage show? No, I haven't, but I want to so bad. You should. I've, I've seen you should. clips. I've seen... Unlike uh, The Lion King animated, it actually has black people in it. <laughs> right, right. Lots of black people. And I, I've seen uh, like uh, uh, certain performances of certain numbers, and I've always been blown away by what I have seen. I badly want to see that show. Yeah, no, Very it, badly. The first time I saw it, because um, um, I went, I was in Chicago for my cousin's wedding many years ago, and I took, uh, I went with my aunt and uncle and then my two little cousins. One was my goddaughter. She was like seven, I want to say. And we got the seats and we were like right on the aisle in like mm. the fifth row. And like I got that first experience of watching them see the parade of animals. Getting it was also me, by an elephant. me also first seeing the parade of animals. Like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. Oh my God, these little kids are enjoying it. And then I got experience again with. 
with our yeah, oldest. Julie which was, Taymor. When, uh, when my, we was yeah. coming, I'm like, wait, how old? Yeah, you're going. <laughs> um, Broadway itself. There are 41 Broadway theaters in the in New York, but despite the title, only four theaters are actually based on Broadway Street. And they are? Winter Garden. Yes. Broadway Theater. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, is the, the Gershwin on? Oh, no. no, the no. Palace. Nope. And the Palace is, is, is Nope. No, Palace. No, Entrance of... Oh, no, that's on 7th. Sorry. It's <laughs> it's right at that weird which one 7th, which one's... Is Minskoff? Uh, n- uh, no. Okay. Schubert? Nope. No, Schubert is on Schubert Alley. Oh, uh, God. What are the, the other AMC ones? The AMC Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are the other ones? The Roundabout and the Marquee. Oh, the Marquee. Okay, the Marquis is weird because I would say, I would almost say, because you have to go through the Marriott Marquis Theater, right? Like, I mean, hotel to get to, to get it. To it. And the entrance is not on Broadway. So that's where I'm confused by that one. But, but uh, in order to qualify as a Broadway theater, the theater must have 500 seats and must be located between 40th and 54th Street and from west of 6th Avenue and east of 8th Avenue, including Times Square. So it's very I think, specific. I think the yeah. only exception is the Vivian Belmont and Lincoln Center because that's technically no. Broadway. I didn't realize that you had to have like off Broadway. They consider that off Broadway. Yeah, house. I didn't. Oh, really? I didn't realize everything, everything yeah. else is no because it's up for Tonys and it's on all the yeah the Tonys. The Tonys can decide a different. I read yeah, that and, somewhere. And on yeah. like Playbill and stuff, when it, you look at Broadway versus off Broadway, the Vivian Belmont is Broadway. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. So yeah, only four are actually on Broadway. I thought that was interesting. That, that I, I interesting. didn't. I didn't know that one. These are really fun. Facts. Uh, they are fun, right? <laughs> I was gonna say um, roundabout. Where, which one's roundabout? I'm trying to think. Where, what's that roundabout? I always hear it on the Tonys. Yeah, as do I. Yeah. <laughs> well, because um, there's roundabouts that have they have Studio 54. Have we all been to a show on Broadway? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. I have. Everybody's yeah. been to a Broadway show. I've yep. seen one show on Broadway. <laughs> Good deal. Good. But that counts. counts. No, that what totally counts. It was Wicked. Ah, yep. I I saw I Megan Hilty and Shoshana Bean and Wicked. Uh, my first one on Broadway was a chorus line. Oh, nice, Joe. What was your first one? Uh, uh Fiddler. What with was Har- my first one? Fiddler. Fiddler. <laughs> yeah, we. I yeah, we saw it with Harvey. My my first was one fun. was uh the Who's Tommy. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, that was my nice. first one. Okay, the Tony Awards is the theater equivalent of the Oscars. Uh, the very first Tony Awards were held in 1947. For the first two years, the winners were not given statues, but pocket-sized awards along with a scroll. The men were given cigarette lighters, and the women were given makeup compacts. See, those are useful awards. That's dope as hell. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I was like, hold those on. Are like, those are like wedding souvenirs. We're doing it all wrong. I want, I want a cigarette lighter, though. Yeah, it's like, hold on. Let me light your cigarette, ma'am. Derwood would be pulling it out. With my Tony Award. Yeah. Derwood would be pulling that out constantly. Yes, I would. And, <laughs> anyone need their cigarette lit? Oh, yes, I did win a Tony. How'd you notice? It's like championship rings. It's practical. Excuse yeah, exactly. me while I chew on these Jordan almonds I got for being a Tony winner. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's like, it's like wedding souvenirs. That's what it reminded me of. Um, in 1947, you could buy a ticket to the Tonys for $7. Uh, wow, like that's that's, that's going to be a lot of goddamn like money at that time. Uh, it, now. That was in 1947. In 1948, it shot up to $10. Good lord, that's yes. a lot of money. Today, you could purchase a ticket for $2,900. Why don't they just bump it up to three grand? Like, yeah, why, why tease us? Why do that? 
because I could, you know what? <laughs> Nicole, you look perplexed. I'm taking a note for later to discuss with Mr. Reese. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> on on uh, getting yourself a ticket to the Tonys? For three grand? I'm going to be sitting in oh, Kristen Chenoweth's no. lap. I don't think we would pay three grand for ours. No, they, I think they'd, they'd also do um, sell tickets to, I think, the dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's cool. And then I think the they do, there are some limited, day. like, rush tickets or something like that. I mean, those run a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. But uh, you're basically going to be right. balcony. Pretty much like if you're Joe buying Schmo, a ticket. Right. If you're buying a ticket and you're not either a producer-nominated person or – Muckety muck in the theater industry. You're not. You're gonna be up in the balcony. Um, it's my dream to be a muckety, muckety muck. muck, aka the people who actually make these shows happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for a play, the most uh, award winning Tony award winning show is The Cost of Utopia, which I had never heard of. Co- I thought it was The Coast of Utopia. Oh, it is. I'm sorry, The Coast of Utopia. <laughs> oh, is that the one that's? I don't in know. Like... The Cost of Utopia sounds interesting. The Utopia's Coast of Utopia. Really is, the, is that the one yes. that's like in three parts? Yeah, it's like a three parter. I think. Yeah, it won. Did you see that San Diego State? I think a couple seven. Years ago. It received seven Name. Tonys. Yeah. Okay. I don't like the three parters. No. Nor, nor no. Do I. Oh, it's a like, Tom Stoppard play. Of yeah. course it yeah. is. It's like that <laughs> Angels what... in America bullshit. Like, you know, I want to see, see the whole story. Just give it to me straight. Like Harry Potter. Well, that's upsetting. That we have to two parts for Cursed Child. Like, no. Show. Me, I want to see the whole thing. Well, you can. It's just there's a really long intermission in between, <laughs> so you can get food. I'm not paying six hundred dollars for two separate tickets to see one play. It's true. <laughs> That's an excellent point. I'm, I will seeing seeing Child Child um, I'm seeing Cursed Child by myself. I'm seeing Cursed Child by myself. The most, uh, <laughs> the most Tony Awards for a musical went to the producers. Yep. Yep. Twelve, wow. twelve total. That was such a fun year to watch the Tonys. Yeah, like, it was. It was just like, oh, here it is again. What yeah. Else, <laughs> what else came out that year? Can anybody remember? Off the Full Monty. Um, the boy is pulling it up. Yeah, I know. It's the producers, um, Full Monty. While he's doing that, uh, came out that Hamilton year? was nominated the most. Okay. Yeah. But the producers won the because most. Because the, the problem was they had, they had multiple, nominees mo- multiple in the same, in the same categories. Yeah. And it it only didn't win in two of its nominated categories. Yeah. Set and actress. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the year the producers was nominated, the other three nominees for best musical were... Was, one, uh, was it Susical? Nope. Full Monty, right? Yes. Susical scares the shit out of uh, me. It was the producers, the Full Monty, Jane Eyre, and a class act. I okay. totally forgot that Jane Eyre was a musical. <laughs> There's some musicals that you're like, really? Like yeah. big. I know Susical scares you because I just heard that. Yes. But I think you would direct an incredible version of Susical. Uh, like, I, I could see you're so zany and your choreography is brilliant. <laughs> and I could see you doing some cool shit with it. Um, so don't discount it just because you hate it. Anthony, we're I talking about shit I hate oh. every day. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. There are and very few like shows you. where I would say I'm not directing that. I mean, honestly, like there there isn't anything that I wouldn't want to like take the challenge of. Because there are some shows that I'm just genuinely not interested in like Jane Eyre I like I that's not even one of my favorite uh Jane Austen books like I <laughs> yeah I don't know if I could do that one but then you can reimagine it in your own way and then True. make it your own okay turn it into boogie nights all right so here's a question Whoa. this is a question for everyone now as most people will say you're either a Beatles person or you're an Elvis person so <laughs> we're a house divided 
So, are you a Les Mis person or are you a phantom, phantom. person? How are we even having this discussion? Well, obviously we are because I hear several different so answers. So in high school, there were the Les Mis kids and the phantom kids. I believe a phantom kid. Also, we were sort of gothy, but you're romantic. You believe that love, you know, never dies. No. Ah, you only okay. like seeing There's half a the dude's show. face. There's the show I will never direct is Love Never Dies. I'm not oh. putting my name on that piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't even get to see it. We had some. Mm. Uh, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. You missed it. You didn't miss anything. I like it. I wanted, to see, this, I wanted to see the spectacle oh, of it. Oh, God. Because yeah. I try to see everything. I respect Les Mis. But I just believe that Les Mis, those are the depressed Although, kids that are into I, history and I will, uh, My favorite moment I will ever. I my preference later when we get to the top five. Uh, yeah, my, I, can, I can honestly say um, this division you speak of, yes. of Les Mis kids or Phantom, Phantom Kids. Phantom Kids. Uh, it's all perpetrated by Phantom Kids trying to led, cool. Indirectly led to the feelings that I currently have about musicals. Uh, I think it's been uh, mentioned on the podcast that I'm not as big a musical fan as everybody else in this room is. And I remember it's because uh, in college I, I met a girl. Shout out to Lisa Cover. Um, <laughs> she had this Phantom t-shirt. She talked about how much she loved Phantom. Loved the soundtrack. Would play it in her dorm room all the time. And I'd come over. I'd be like, wow, how many times have you, se- have you seen Phantom? She's like, oh, I- I've never seen it. I was like, wait, what? You- but wait, <laughs> what? And then I noticed that I-, I was friends with a lot of these musical theater uh, nerds. And they'd really never seen any shows. Well, sometimes you can't. Sometimes like, if it's you're, hard yeah. to see them. Sometimes you live... Like, we're lucky to live in San Diego. There's a lot of opportunities to see live musical theater. And we're... I but... grew up right outside of D.C. And we had the Kennedy Center and the Arena Stage. And well, we and had I, our opportunities. And there's a thing now... And back when like we were all in high school and all that, there was... You had the the, the big ones. You had your Phantom, your Lame Is, your Into the Woods, your Miss, Miss Saigon. Saigon. And then, well, Chicago really didn't come around at that point yet. Um, and then, well, okay, for you, yes, it did. But um, then you did. had all your classics. Because I remember in high school, we did South Pacific and we did My Fair Lady. Ugh. You know, so it's one of those things. You I had all the classics. <laughs> and it was around the mid-90s hot, with hot, some shows like Rent, Lion King, The Producers, that really led to this insurgence of amazing musicals. And we were like in this golden age of musicals where every year yeah. – and seeing these high schools, they're doing shows. I'm like, this came out once I've been in my job. Like, this is weird. <laughs> like, seeing it's like, um, you're doing Catch Me If You Can. You're doing, you know, well, Adam's yeah. Family. Yeah. So it's like, there's all these shows now so that's a lot more accessible. Yeah. So, Whereas, like, yeah. back when in our day, it was like, okay, the big ones, and you, if it was touring, it was sometimes really hard to get. And at those times, it was playing long runs in places that it wasn't hitting as many cities at a time, well, or you had to go to New York. That time in my life, especially, like I, I when I think about late 80s, early 90s, it was about being in your room, listening to an album over and over and over again. Yep. And there's something, it was, it was something dreamy. I remember uh, I, I have a huge collection of... Uh, uh, Broadway musicals on vinyl and I remember listening to them Nerd. on vinyl over and yeah. over again and knowing where the the album turn was and just knowing like I and so I understand it may seem weird that those kids never saw the shows but they were they were like imagining what that would be like in their heads and it's probably for some of the shows like I remember when I got to see Phantom finally I was like Huh. Um, <laughs> that's not what the way I was I There was a lot more sex when in my version. But um, wow. <laughs> but 
but so it's just it's different for everyone. That's I'm, the midnight I'm all, showing. I am also a phantom girl. That Yay. was yeah. Of I'm a phantom girl. I will say, yeah. I think my favorite musical theater moment with Nicole was in Les Mis because she had not seen it, and we we saw it. We were sitting like in the center of the orchestra. Row I. Yeah, we were in row I. <laughs> I was in row I. She was in row Q. Um, and years ago, we had when we um, did Rocky Horror, we did South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. So yeah. she had seen that tons of times. And then there's the song La Resistance, which is basically a straight-up parody of Les Mis. God, Trey is and a genius. Es- especially the Les Mis. Your boyfriend's really good. The, I know, right? The 10th anniversary concert version of Les Mis where they do the crossfades from the um, profile to this, um, the straight on shot of the actors, which I thought was amazing. Well, it gets the end of uh, One Day More, and out comes one of the little Frenchies with the, with the flag. With the flag. And it's this powerful moment. This is what I hear next to me. <laughs> because she put it together exactly how brilliant Trey that moment Porter in Rager. South Park was. Yes. Yeah, I never understood. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I just, everyone was looking at me, I'm pretty sure, thinking, what is she on? I want some. But I, just, I could not stop giggling because I just had in my head the South Park version as I was watching it live and it all... <laughs> The whole universe made sense at that moment. Yes. I apologize, uh, anyone that saw the show in 2012. Trey Parker is such a lover of musicals. <laughs> he loves musicals. And the first time I saw South Park and that part came on, I was like, God damn, I love He's this a man. Genius. Yeah, yeah. I had Straight to go up. back, and it's funny because I feel this way about a lot of things that, uh, a lot of like things in the South Park family. Right. I have to go back every couple years, being a little bit older. And having a little more pop culture under my belt and watching some of these things and going, holy cow. Yep. So funny. Thick with references. Um, One more I'm going to make y'all decide on. Are you a Weber or a Sondheim person? Again, I can't even believe we are having this discussion. <laughs> Sondheim. So, body of work Sondheim, individual show Weber. <laughs> I uh, we'll get into all day. Can I? Can I? Every we'll get back. Day. We'll get to that later. Derwin, quickly get a bit of a rundown of shows from each, so I can make my decision. <laughs> um, so Weber is Superstar, Evita, Starlight Express, Phantom, Phantom. of the Opera, um, Sunset Boulevard, School, School of Rock. Of Rock. <laughs> um, so that's what Woman in White. L- right. Let's go Sondheim, Into the Woods. Uh, Into the Woods, Company, Sweeney Sun- Todd. Sunday in the Park with George. Uh, Sunday in the Park with George. West Side Story. Um, well, kind of. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a harshly debated. That's a collab. Yeah. Uh, he's involved. Yes. <laughs> so you have mentioned. One thing you've heard of? Most of the musicals that I do not like. And, and the style of musicals that I don't so like. So are you going what? Neither, honestly. So that, it, I, that would, I, I would be. Uh, what, in the what, camp what, is of the what is the game? What is the game? It's a hard pass. Kill, fuck, or something. What is the game? Kill, fuck, fuck marry, kill. Yeah, which you're. Yeah. Killing both. <laughs> which I will say, just this a um, couple months ago when we were in New York and we were coming back from a dinner and we're just walking down the street smoking cigars. When he says we, he means himself. And some and some of my <laughs> colleagues and we were. Um, and I was uh, walking with my friend Benny, and as we're crossing the street, like we see people in front of some group in front of us coming back to us and like trying to flag us down. I'm like, 
you're not liking it. We're smoking cigars. And then, then Benny's just like, Lloyd Webber? And we're like, what? They're like, yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber just like just walked right past us and just we're like, you oh, thought shit. somebody had a wax figure that melted and because <laughs> he looked like he'd been left in the car <laughs> a little that's, bit. That's called aging. Yeah, you'll get there. No, the bit. way he's done it is very. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's only oh, had surgery Evita. and a few parts. Evita. Yeah. He, he also did Evita. Yeah, I don't like that one either. All right. So part of your homework was to pick a show that you your dream show that you would either want to work on or star in your dream show dream show yep yep uh do you want to start us off of course go hamilton full stop a particular role or you don't give a damn any male role in the show or angelica (laughs) you would i'll be peggy you know what i think you could pull off angelica yep yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, and I, I do want to speak on this because uh, I found out a little before the rest of the world did about the, some of their casting specifics mm-hmm. uh, because I submitted for that show, and uh, that was when I, I discovered that they were not putting uh, white actors in any of the primary roles, and uh, I was heartbroken because Hamilton is is my favorite thing ever of all time, and uh, I remember being really upset and thinking to myself man it's like that's just so that's so effed up like how can I not over something I have no control oh (laughs) ding 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 ding. winner 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 and then I I pulled up I pulled up and I actually did this I went and pulled up every show that was playing on Broadway at that time and I realized that with the exception of Hamilton and Shuffling Along there is a role for me in every single show on Broadway. Yeah. My type, every single show. Yeah, because, you, you, I mean, you could be a Pumbaa. <laughs> well, yeah, but, and it just, it was an eye-opening thing, and then I realized, I was like, oh, maybe I don't need to be, a, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can just admire this and enjoy it for what it is, mm-hmm. and it doesn't need me. And then I, I grew an all new appreciation for it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean yeah. you can't think, oh, I would still love to be in that show. Yeah, no, and I mean, I, and when we saw Hamilton, a white guy played Burr. He was well, a, he, he was, was a, he was Hispanic. He's Hispanic. He was very light. And, and, but, and that's, that's the but he, no. Here's no, the no, no. here's the issue though, because he's Hispanic, he doesn't get the white roles. He doesn't get the not the white roles, but you know what I mean the the roles that people traditionally not cast Conrad white Brady. because he's yeah. Hispanic, and now he's getting flack because he's not dark enough but he's Hispanic so he can't play right. a role played by another Hispanic man. Or I should say when I saw it I saw someone, someone that looked like me. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, you know, and so but, I mean yeah. you never know I mean, it could it could well, happen and it someday. It changes the story a little bit. Uh, when we saw it uh, when it was in San Diego, uh, well I saw it a couple different performances so there I saw different Hamiltons. But it changes the story a little bit when you see a burr with lighter skin even if it is a person of color because mm. there is um uh in particular cultures like there there's higher status given to yeah and, and so it was interesting it changed a lot of the story for me mm-hmm. i thought of course he fucking shot him like <laughs> <laughs> light skinned motherfucker <laughs> always always bringing the man down yeah um, wow. <laughs> shout out to Edred, who's a USD alumni, who's Hamilton right now on the tour. And he's super lovely. He's party. Yeah. He's party. Yeah. He's super pretty. super nice guy. And um, just uh, super sweet. Like, he was doing Grinch. 
<laughs> at the Globe, and then the next thing he he flew to New York, and he's and, and I I feel the same way about In the Heights because I've seen some Usnavis that I know I can rap better than, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh-huh. Anyway, so that yeah, that would be for nice. me. I'm sorry, my Usnavi is not up to snuff. It's okay. <laughs> um, I cheated. I picked two. Uh, of fucking course you did. Of course Damn I did. It. Because I have two two different reasons for these. The one I would love to direct more than anything is Sweeney Todd. I would. I have such ideas for what you I would. would kill it. I have such ideas for what I would want to do for Sweeney Todd. I. That is my dream to direct Sweeney Todd. But Somebody in San Diego hire this yes, woman to direct Sweeney Todd. I, I have such ideas and a vision for what I would do with my Sweeney Todd. But the other one that I would want to direct, because that one is, because choreograph- I always choreograph my own pieces, um, that one doesn't have a lot of choreography. So if I had to pick one for a director and well, do my kni- choreography. Imagine the knife choreography you could do in Sweeney I know. Todd, though. Um, would be Jelly's Last Jam. Oh, God, yes. Because it's nothing but tap dancing. Shh, you just gave me the biggest boner. <laughs> to think Could about. I please move over? First of all, think about somebody putting on Jelly's Last Jam, which, yeah. mm, and then you actually yeah. having your hands on that yeah. one. So but I, we'll, in some other town. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later. But those actually. two, yeah, those would absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Joe? So I cheated even more. I technically have three because I have no actual musical talent <laughs> or dancing talent. Um, so I love that no one disputed that. No, and well, they <laughs> should. Take your word they, for it, Joe. You know my work. Um, but from as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to be Thenardier. Oh uh, yes, ah, yes. Um, I've I've said I will learn to sing for that role just because I could see that. And then. Another one that, for as long as the show's been around, Trekkie. Oh, um, yes. And, yeah. Or pretty much any of the puppets in that show I would love to do. And then the From Avenue one, Q. Yeah. From one, Avenue of my, Q. one of my favorite shows I've ever done. And then also Herod from Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. I, I judge harshly the Herod in Jesus Christ Superstar. If you have a bad Herod, I, I, I poo-poo your Jesus I love Christ Dallas, Superstar. I love, you, I love you Dallas You've got to get that Herod. right. You have to get that right for me. Yeah, because, I mean, it has to be that right amount of hedonism yep. and over the top, but not too over the top. Correct. Nicole? I also cheated. <laughs> Am I the only person that followed the assignment? Yep. Oh, I'm about to cheat, actually. I, I picked one, but now I'm picking more. <laughs> so I would love to call Wicked. Like, oh, uh, so that's my uh, stage management wet dream is to call that show. Uh, it's why that show. The the things that are happening on that stage, uh, it would be such uh, just a high to to uh, when you start when you call a show, it's like a <laughs> you you fucking have to the, get on the train. It's going. And, well, and that's, with Wicked, that's something I think most people don't understand is that, you know, like it's almost like the conductor in the pit. A show just doesn't happen automatically, no matter how many times it's been put on. You've got someone back there calling all of those cues. Yeah, and it's uh, that particular show, um, the 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 automation alone, the automation of the proscenium, all the gears moving, having your actors scaling uh, the proscenium, like there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of safety elements and a lot of other things, but that would just, uh, I would love to call that show. Uh, that would be amazing. And then if I were an actor, um, which would be 
I have two. I would like to be Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. Nice. nice. But that bitch has got to dance a lot. Yes. And I got asthma, so I'm not sure. <laughs> and, and also, um, I think we've had enough theater community of padded Tracys. Yes, out there. seriously. Yeah. Putting a chick in a fat suit to play Tracy Turnblad. I'm just, I'm, I'm seeing no, more of that, and I don't. Unless like you're it. padding her wang, you no. Know. No, no. I've the last three Tracys I've seen, and I know this is community theater level or. Or even youth theater level, and which makes it worse. Fat people in community theater. Well, and, and that makes it worse. I'm sorry, yeah. in youth theater, you find that girl. Yeah. You find that girl. Yeah. Because it is important. Representation fucking matters. Yes. yes. And I mean, uh, you shouldn't just go, "Hey, fat girl, you're playing this role." Yeah. But there, there are delicate ways there to are, do it. There are always girls of size that can sing yep. and yeah. dance. Oh my goodness! That want yes, to, that that have been, but no, to they're that never going to get cast. That have been it in the so back of yeah. the chorus, waiting for Tracy Turnbull. Right. Give it to her. Yeah. Uh, so Tracy, and then I would love to be Maureen and Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I could have seen that one coming. Duh. Okay. Um, I would actually, uh, it's not a musical, but I don't give a fuck. I would love to direct Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Nice. Oh. Great, yeah. great choice. Yeah. Good choice. Um, show. I have always had physical and wet dreams about <laughs> playing Big Julie <laughs> and Guys and Dolls. And I, I can't believe I've never seen a black big Julie, uh, probably because of the implications that would make, but still, I would love... Did you see the Globes production? I missed that one. Oh, oh. black big Julie. Big Julie. I, th- I thought they had, black Nick- they had a black Nathan Detroit and a black yes. big Julie. Yes. Yep. Bringing oh. the brothers on that stage, oh, and they were hot. With hard. Evan Kasperzak. Yes. Oh, God. Nice. Yes. Okay. Um, Shout out to Evan Kasperzak. And you were good in that show. Too bad there's three intermissions that Anthony's night. Anthony's phone number is. <laughs> and uh, I would also love to play uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. role in um, Sweet Charity. Oh. Yeah. Just because you love the rhythm of life. Uh, how do you not love the rhythm of life? <laughs> that is... If you don't love the rhythm of life, there's something wrong with you. It's so, a powerful beat. <laughs> every time I watch Sweet Charity, and it's just one of those things, like that is like the most eclectic musical ever. It's like, hey, we got these seven songs. How are we going to tie them together? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely with this story right? that ain't really strong. It's kind of like what they would later do with some, with some jukebox musicals. With uh, like, Well, we have this one artist, all this their work. How are we going to tie it together? But it wasn't one artist's work. How do, we, <laughs> well, how, was. How do we feel about jukebox musicals? They got their place. I think it. Their well, place is the garbage can. Make some um, fucking music musicals. I, so <laughs> I, I will say, it, for me, it all depends on like like any sort of musical. It all depends on the musical. You're gonna have good ones. You're gonna have bad ones. It like, is a like cheap like way 90, to sell tickets. Ninety percent <laughs> of because you know I hate singing in the rain. Oh wait, that was a jukebox musical. Yeah. So ninety percent um, well, of all musicals are not original they're all based on some sort of previous source material so uh, and there are times when it works like a show like rock of I ages i think your percentage is off yeah. no there, almost there everything but, no but i wouldn't even if it's based on previous if it worked on, on previous it. material i don't really consider that a jukebox well, no, but, I, but i'm not but i'm i'm saying yeah. people that's why poop, people always poo poo movies turning into right. but it's like before movies were the big thing it was books turning into yeah. or plays turning into musicals gotcha. so it's like because really the big thing with the music with musicals is, is the songs and that's where you get all the songs so it's the collaborative effort with the songs where if you can um thread a story don't get me wrong there's some shitty ass <laughs> musicals out there i'm not gonna name any love never but, dies but there's also 
but that is an original one. True. So yes. the thing is, there are there are great Maybe jukebox that was the musicals problem. out there. There are great movie based musicals out there, and there are some shitty ass original musicals out there. But there's some shitty ass jukebox musicals, True. and there's some brilliant original musicals. What are you looking up over well, there? Well, it's kind of funny because I did I did pull up jukebox musicals and. They have a list by decade of how many there were of note. And like in the 70s, you had four of them. In the 80s, there were five. In the 90s, there were about eight of them. And then they get to the 2000s and the now. And the list goes on and on and on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. Like they're just a huge, huge because list. So obviously. I agree with Nicole. Sometimes, not all the time, it is a cheap ploy to sell tickets. Yes. Absolutely. But it's. Well, uh, yeah. You're like, hey. You like know the this. Donna Summer musical that was at the Playhouse. I know it's on Broadway now, but yep. I saw. I spoke with multiple people that saw that musical, and they were like, "Wow, what a waste! What a waste!" They the technical things that they were adding to it were stunning and so expensive, and still weren't used properly. To their full mm. was it was it just a problem that it didn't tell a story, or how the songs were presented, or it was bad all around? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I heard I heard a review from someone who saw that uh, show, and they thought it was egregious. That they could do a Donna Summer musical without hearing the with and, and nowhere in the musical did they play "I Will Survive." Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're dealing with here. Oh My, God! <laughs> Anthony, gonna be okay. Anthony's brain just he exploded. Like, it looks like the robot shorting over there. I, yeah. I, someone said this to me, and I had to. You, I, I was, you tell me who that person was. No, I, I was in. I was. I was in Protects mixed company. Them. I was the outsider, and I kind of had mixed to bite company, my theater lovers, and morons. No, no, no. What? It was white. People. It was my girlfriend's. <laughs> but I'm a white people. It was my girlfriend's work Christmas party. Oh, and no. so and I'm you here. I say am. A goddamn I'm just thing. Like, it was yeah, straight. Exactly, and I was yeah, and also you know my my boyfriend's an actor, and he's worked around town. Oh, really? I just saw that Donna Summer musical. Uh, Were you oh, in that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. All right. The second part of your homework was your top five musicals. Now, I know this was hard for most of you, except for Durwood. Yes, yes. What the fuck? <laughs> you act like I've never seen a musical or I don't know. No, because you made ever. a joke about it that you, yes. you, like, that I you can't come even, up with the fifth one. Yeah. Oh, I said right after that, I said, oh, I got it. All right. By the yeah, way. So therefore, yes. BT dubs. So I asked everyone to come up with their top five. Now, my top five could change tomorrow or an hour from now yeah so these were the top five at the moment when i was doing my, this my top five actually now is pretty solid most of them are solid but i could i could mix it up six through ten get <laughs> for, for me i had to limit it to I, I decided to limit it to musicals that i've actually seen that, okay. that's that, that's my role yeah. is so I, can't, I, 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 I have, have seen all five of mine i have right. to eliminate hamilton so, I, I, I have i have a separate list of um, I will get to my, my So did opinion. you guys put them in order? Yes. yes I have sure. an order. Okay, so we'll start at number five. Number five. Go. I've talked about it on this podcast before. It's really the uh, musical that re-energized my love of the medium uh, in my early 20s, and that is Rent. Very nice. nice. Very good. Can't argue yeah. with it. Um, my number five I've seen recently, and I love the movie, and I was blown away by the stage version and that was an american in paris uh, yes. it, no, that was... i wasn't sure how they were going to bring the ballet that is so beautifully done in the movie i wasn't sure how they were going to be able to do that on stage and i know that sounds weird because ballet is supposed to be on stage but the, in the movie version it's them going in and out of these paintings and it's yeah. so gorgeous and i the was set design for yeah that i was so scared about how they were going to handle that on stage and it was beautifully done i was blown away by it gorgeous show 
So, um, so my number five, and for me, for a rule that I have with theater and movies when it comes to favorite, it has to be at least five years old before I can consider it a favorite because I have to be able to go back and evaluate it. Because I love your so, rules. Because sometimes things don't hold up. That's true. So I can't be like, this is my favorite thing, and then be like, hey, it's one of my favorite things, and 15 years later, hey, it's one, oh my, oh, oh, oh. But anyways, this one definitely passed that test. Um, I just actually recently saw it, and this cat, it was in my top 10, but it moved it up to number five because this production is so brilliant. It was My Fair Lady. No, oh, nice. The, okay. the, uh, You've been it, talking yeah. about it since you got back from yeah, New York. Oh my God! The, uh, if you can get to the Lincoln Center, it is phenomenal. This production, what they do, and it's 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 funny because they don't change the text at all, but it's how you interpret it. It really, I mean, I loved how Amy Schumer described it on the Tonys, where basically, you know, this guy is mansplaining language to this cockney girl more or less because that's what henry higgins does yes. he's not that likable of a character no and but the guy who plays him is great and lauren ambrose is amazing. i was shocked how yeah. well she could sing yeah i had, I had no, no idea I, I i've i've been a fan of hers and i'm like oh you can sing oh wow and but yeah the show is one of my favorites of all time and yeah i love it nicole a chorus line that's your number five yes I love a chorus line. It was the first musical I fell in love with. I had it on uh, two VHS tapes, and I stole them to watch them. My sister was in the show in high school, and uh, and that's uh, so it's special because I got to see it live too. Yeah, but yeah. I know there's a reason why I loved you, Nicole. Uh, my number five is actually Sweet Charity. Sweet Charity. Nice. I already uh, mentioned. Good choice. Again, back to. <laughs> Rhythm of Life. Is yeah. that the only reason why? No, no, no. Bob Fosse. Uh, 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 Rhythm I of Life. show tonight at Bourbon Street. I know, right? Oh. Bender is... Rich Man's Frug. Oh, the yeah. Rich Man's probably Frug. Yeah, I was going to say, up in the Frug. No bullshit. Rich Man's Frug is probably my favorite musical number in a musical. Um, ever. I would put it up there on my list. Rich Man's Frug is amazing. It's brilliant. Yep. Iconic. Fosse. I worship at the House of Fosse. Always have. Number four. Number four. For me, uh, a show I saw, and it was a dream come true when I finally got to be in it, not once but twice, Avenue Q. Very nice. Good choice. Good choice. That's my number three. Good choice. Uh, My number four, uh, I just said it. I worship at the House of Fosse. My number four show is Fosse. Nice. Yeah, okay. um, I don't know. Would you count that as a jukebox musical? <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird because you're taking I stuff know. from other... It's, it's a... Great White Way musical? I guess so, because you're taking yeah. the best of or his review, work from, as like... someone was mouthing in the corner. Yeah. Are you taking the, the best of his work and putting... Like, not even just his stage work, but also from stuff from Liza with a Z is in Fosse. And, yeah, I I worship at the House of Fosse. It, it is amazing, the dancers of that show. Joe! My number four um, is... One we've actually talked about a little bit tonight and um, on a few other ones as well, but it'll be Jesus Christ Superstar. I I actually love Jesus Christ Superstar. It is is by far my favorite Weber. And like I said before, I think I prefer Sondheim's body work, but Superstar is my favorite. Superstar is one of those shows where, and I have seen, I've lost count of how many productions I've seen of it. When it's good... It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. When it's bad. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and it's one of those things, it was funny because when uh, the first time I saw School of Rock, and I remember going into it thinking, because I liked the movie School of Rock, and I'm like, Weber's doing School of Rock? That's just weird. And as I'm sitting there, as it's starting, I'm like, 
Oh, that's right. My favorite Weber is when he does rock. And Dewey this, bucket list roll. Yeah, and so yeah, I've seen a few really good productions of it. And although I will say, um, once I finally saw Vita just a few years ago because I, I had never seen it live, um, <laughs> Weber and Rice could not end a show to save their life. No, kidding. Because Superstar should end at Superstar. Yes. Not the 45-minute death scene or whatever, however long it actually is. And then oh, and then Avita, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, she's dead. Um, <laughs> it that, takes her several songs to die. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, and then, oh, she's dead. Gone. That could have totally been another one. Uh, most people are either Jesus Christ Superstar or Joseph in the amazing Technical Dream. Who are Coast. those people? Oh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Who, yeah. Is a, who, who Joseph. prefers Joseph? JCS all day. Joseph, because I've never seen uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. So it, it, I've seen it depends Joseph. on, yeah, I think it's... My Joseph name is more Joseph, and I prefer... Like, if you were in high school being introduced to musical theater... Uh, or even younger, like grade school, Joseph was like the thing. You know, it was, it's family friendly, whatever. Right. But, um, Jesus Christ, you were, Jesus is sexy. Although one of the um, <laughs> productions I saw, like I, I'd, I'd only ever seen like actually the only time I'd ever seen it was at Dinner Theater in Wisconsin. Um, and, Jesus. No, Joseph. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then so I got to see a big production, and it's a short show. Um, Mercifully. Yeah. And um, it was funny because then at the end they do the Joseph Mega Mix where it's basically (laughs) highlights of all the songs, but it's like got this like real techno beat to it. And they have the big, like this big triangle pyramid in the background that is flashing rainbow colors to a techno. I'm like, this is some of the gayest stuff (laughs) I've ever seen. (laughs) Jesus Jesus Christ. Yes. Nicole. Joseph. You're number four. Uh, wicked, and we've already talked about why. So Omg, she's that, wicked. I know, I know that time is short. So <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, we we, we all, make the rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Durwood. Uh, we'll my, cut off Durwood. My next one's also been mentioned already by me. Guys and Dolls. Oh, that's Just, a classic. I I saw it on Broadway with Nathan Lane, Tom Wopat, Luke Duke, nice Sky Masterson, <laughs> uh, Luke Duke. Uh, from what I understand, single handedly the reason why the Globe Theater here in San Diego has a sexual harassment policy. Oh, uh, so I'll throw that out there. <laughs> well, I remember Spilling some tea. Well, I remember when. Um, I'm sure that was uh, Neil Patrick Harris when he was. Oh, I, 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 sixteen year old suck his junk. Oh, oh when seeing great. Now um, none of them are going to sponsor the show. A, <laughs> Sorry, a catered NPH. affair at the Globe. I don't know if that was, but it was like okay, Faith Prince is in this. Okay, Harvey's in it, and we're sitting off off to the side, and I'm sitting like, did they just get some like? I didn't look at the program or anything like that. I'm like, they just get some Tom Wopat looking motherfucker to play. Couldn't they get Tom Wopat? <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, they did. And then uh, in intermission, I'm like, they literally got a Tom Wopat because it's Tom Wopat. Okay, the, the most Tom Wopat looking yeah. motherfucker of all. Yeah. So I was I was like, okay, cool. You, number three. Number three, the first musical I ever loved, I have to say. Uh, I was in a concert version of it when I was a kid. I read the book willingly on my own and absolutely loved it. It's my favorite novel. Uh, and it is still one of my favorite shows to this day, Les Miserables. Uh, so you were a Les Mis kid. All day. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fuck out of here with that phantom bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure other people will mention it, but my number three is Hamilton without a doubt is Hamilton there's you don't even have to explain why if you've seen it you know why if you listen to it you know why so my number three and I'm sure someone else will mention it later is Hamilton Joe my number three was mentioned um but I um is Avenue Q mm-hmm. and I will say because I remember I remember when I first heard it and it was 
in 2003, and I remember um, I went out. We were, I had a show going on, and it was opening night. And on my dinner break, I stopped by the Sam Goody because that existed at the time. <laughs> and I was just looking through stuff, and I saw the Sam. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. I think I heard something about this because no one had really heard much about it. I think it had just opened on Broadway because I think it started off and then went to – because I think it was the first show that went off to on to off Broadway. And I was running reports that night, and it took me forever because me and my boss – we were listening to it and we had to stop because we were laughing <laughs> so hard. And then I think at one point I, I, I felt like my CD was passed around to so many people because I was like, you need to listen to this. You need to listen to this. You need to listen to this. And because I hadn't heard anything like that in a musical before. It would and, be on my honorable mentions list without a doubt. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting show now. And I think how they've had to make some changes here and there because of events in life. But yeah. Yeah. That's good that they do that. Nicole. Phantom of the Opera. Ooh, number three. <laughs> Nicole uh, is the phantom girl. I dun, 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 Take dun, dun, that, dun. Anthony. Take that. I like my men mysterious and dun, stalkery. And missing half their face? It makes, it's the mystery. Well, it's the mystery. So phantom, it's, it's like sleep. on uh-huh. the side the of the face. Is. He's a damaged bad boy. So if I just walk he needs a hug. He needs a hug. So it shouldn't be surprising because with the phantom, yeah, you're missing half the face, but it's vertical. I'm missing half my face, but it's from the mouth down because it's covered by a beard. Weird, yes. It is my phantom mask. And he watches you sleep, Nicole. Yes. That's not true. Well, no, I. it's usually when I'm trying to wake you up. I'm like, honey, wake up. It's time to get up. Yeah. He goes to bed early and wakes up early. Durwood. I am going with Jelly Slash Jam. Yes. And this is a, it was a hard one for me because I, I honestly – don't think it can be recreated. I saw it on Broadway with Gregory Hines I did too. and Savion Glover. I saw it with you, them. I don't think Felicia you can do it with Rashad. anybody else. You you really yeah. can't. And it's it's hard to. I can't say go watch it or I can't say go listen to it. It doesn't have the same effect. I know. And so it's really hard to recommend. But if you could have been where I was when I was yep. there, it's so fucking amazing. I love Jelly's Last Jam. It is one of my favorite shows as well. And again, one of the ones I would love to direct and choreograph. Yeah. Two. Number two uh, is a show that I saw, and when I first heard it and saw it, I was angry that I didn't write it because it was so genius and so funny. I was paralyzed with laughter the Susical. first time I saw it. Damn it. And I swore as God was my witness I would be in it. And a few years later, it came very, very I close knew I to jumped in being front of him. my Broadway debut. I, I got that far into the audition process. And it's still not off the table yet. It's going to happen someday. But I've seen it six times, and I will see it 100 more, The Book of Mormon. Which is also very my good. number two as well, is The Book of Mormon. Yeah, very nice. good. I, I love Trey Parker. It and gets me every time. I love Trey Parker. And it, it was I loved listening to him talk about doing the show and how he crafted the show because it was the first time he was given no restrictions he could do whatever he wanted After so many years of right. answering to the mpa <laughs> right well yes because of south park he had, you know everything has to go through a screening process and broadway he said was such it was pure creation that was what it was to him that he had no boundaries Anything he wanted to say, anything he wanted to do, he could do it. And it is the first show on Broadway ever to utter the C word. Yep. Huh. Yep. That's amazing. And, 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 and it doesn't. I. I make, it doesn't offend you. It doesn't because it's That's Trey. Somebody, it's Trey. If it's I Trey. say cunt, I have to be a lady. Be a lady. But you, you can sit in a theater in a yes. nice dress and yes. listen to them. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Yes. Just checking. Yes. And I, again, I have seen it and every single time it comes near me. I'm like, we're going to see Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. I was going to say, that was, wasn't that um, Lily's In Utero musical? That was her In Utero musical, yes. Yeah, we went up to the Pantages to see it. Yeah. And Trey Parker. Um, I will say, he is my boyfriend and I love uh, him. Joseph Smith, American Moses. It, I is probably the, the, the hardest I've laughed the in a first theater. time because I listened to the soundtrack before I saw it and I was at work and I had to turn it off and walk away because I was laughing so loud I was crying and people were staring at me because <laughs> and, then, and then you see the, how see it's it. done but it is. doesn't compare to uh the 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 one where they're listening dry- to it on two gold vinyl discs. Yes, like I own it. The first time, like they were smiling during Hasadiga Ibawai. I thought oh. Anthony was going to fall out of his chair. I, just, I could not. I could not. Because they are smiling while singing the song, and it it's genius. I love well, Trey Parker. Tap dancing Mormon. Yes, it's just the whole thing. Yes, Joe. Um, my number two is been <laughs> mentioned. <you. laughs> um, has been what. <laughs> my wife ladies and gentlemen um you're welcome is the first musical i ever saw um back in 92 my eighth grade french class we took a trip up to la to see it and it was les mis and it was an amazing show that's all <laughs> nicole that's all needs to be said west side story nice oh. that was another one that i had on two vhs tapes Classic. and my father uh, he hid one. He thought it was only on one because he's dumb. And uh, he hid one. And it happened to be the first tape. And so for months, I would just watch the second half and just cry and cry and still love it so much. But yes, I love West Side Story. And I, I love the most recent Broadway, how um, they brought the memo Miranda and, and incorporated a lot of Spanish in it. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. again. As it should have been. Yeah. Totes, Although what's weird is whenever, as a kid, um, not being into musicals really, but um, was a big fan of an American tale. And when they sing about there are no cats in America, and then years later, seeing West Side Story, I'm like, wait a minute, I know this song. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, Durwood? Uh, uh, my number two is the musical I think, uh, in my opinion, has the most showstoppers per show. Uh, I'm going with Little Shop of Horrors. Ah, oh, that's it's in my top good. ten. That's a good one. That's in my top that's ten. A good yeah, one. that's part of my top twenty. Uh, that, I have three different lists. Yeah, and, that's and a good among one. one of my favorite uh, stage to movies adaptations. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. except for the ending. But yeah, except I, for I, the except ending. For the but ending. It, they, they filmed the original, and it yeah. just doesn't work yeah. in film. No, good show. Good but show. But you got us a good song. You got us Mimi Green Mother from Outer Space. Uh, True. Yeah, that's that's absolutely that's, true. I mean, and that's the silver lining. We got that extra yeah. song. But I'm but uh, that uh, it and, opens with Little Shop of Horrors, which yeah. is such a great number to open your show with. Oh, and, and then it goes right into Skid Row. The, right into Skid Row. The urchins are uh, some of the best. I got to work yeah. on that show, and it's still one of my and, favorite backstage experiences. Um, I was the ASM slash dresser on it, and it was. Uh, it was amazing, and it was a marathon, sprinting back and forth in Signet Theater, up and down the stairs, the crossover. You have to go down a flight of stairs, cross, and up a flight of stairs, and to make all of Gino Carr's changes, because he was all of the different people that came into the shop um, in Act oh. 2, and, and uh, it was incredible. And Great I production. Love my Shout out to Cache Monier. Yes. I love me some Cache. Mm-hmm. I'm about to work with her again Fernandez. in a few weeks. Um, uh, oh, one thing I will say about that show. It's amazing if you can watch that show as someone who's never seen it or the movie. Because <laughs> oh. uh, yes. I, I saw that with nice. uh, with my girlfriend at the time who 
didn't know anything about Little Shop of Horrors. The first time you hear the Audrey 2 talk, and I just hear, because we actually were not sitting in the same row, she was sitting directly behind me, and uh, she went, <gasps> it talks? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it talks, and it's, oh, you never, <laughs> okay, just you wait, just you wait. That's uh, the most fun. I've never seen it with someone who didn't know what was going to happen. I yeah. feel like, uh, yeah, I take for granted that all my friends are musical theater geeks. And, <laughs> and I will say, because it, it, actually these two names have not been mentioned at all, is my love of Mencken and Ashman. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Well, if we're talking like, uh, I mean, his revival of the Disney movie musical, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, because yeah. they're responsible for, you know, Little Mermaid. Yep. And also, one of my favorite songs from Little Shop of Horrors actually got cut from Little Shop of Horrors. It's called We'll Have Tomorrow. Um, beautiful, beautiful duet. And I, uh, on the demo, it's actually sung with two men. And I got to sing it in concert a few years ago with one of my good friends. So it's a, it oh, a great song. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's nice. And, and I think I mentioned this before. And Anthony, I know you haven't seen it yet on the Sleeping, um, Waking Sleeping Beauty um, DVD. I still need a, to that, watch it. Yeah, there's this um, bonus feature of Howard Ashman talking to Disney animators about crafting a musical. It is one of the most amazing things you can Although, watch. with... Little Shop 2, uh, Ellen Green. There's a Little Shop 2? No. Uh, Ellen Green. Okay. I. <sighs> oh, Revelation. Yeah. Okay. I will say the weirdest thing, because recently, uh, just on TV, Naked Gun 33 and a third is, was on, and it's like, Ellen Green's in it. I'm like, Ellen Green's in this? Huh. Um, she plays the one that goes off with Priscilla Presley as like the Louise to her Thelma or Thelma oh. to her. Because she, it doesn't, like she has a, a wig, and she doesn't have the Ellen Green voice going on. That I'm just like, it is you, but it's not. It's like <laughs> it's like body snatcher version. All right, number one. Uh, number one for me. Um, I I get irritated because this show became a huge phenomenon, and I loved it long before that. And with your huge phenomenons, you have this backlash of people who start to hate something just because it's popular, and those people can take a flying leap. Um, as far as I am concerned, in uh, in musical terms and in theatrical terms, it is a blazing next-level work of unfettered genius, uh, and that's Hamilton. I was yeah. Say Susu. Uh, um, yep. And it, it, it is like Billboard called it the called the cast recording the best hip hop album of the year, and they were one hundred percent correct. Yep. Uh, it is legit hip hop. It is legit theater. It is amazing. It, it helped me personally when it came out because it really helped me process my emotions when my mother died. Uh, because Hamilton was pretty much all I was listening to at the time. And it's a pretty heavy score, and it's, there are some really emotional things in it. And, you know, there are times where when you lose someone very close to you and you have a very busy life as I had and have, you need to make those times to kind of come down from it uh, and just sort of fall apart. And Hamilton was instrumental in helping me do that. So I love that show. I, I It's on my list. I I, I can't. I can't and, say enough good things about Hamilton. And it's funny because I remember when it was first coming out and knowing so many people in New York that had seen it. Mm-hmm. And everyone just raving about it. I'm like, there is no effing way this can be living up to sight. But, like, but all these industry people are loving it. And, you know, I heard it. And I'm like, okay, I've listened to it ad nauseum. I know it. And Nicole has on the shirt right now. Yeah, it still, it still, <laughs> it still lives. It, it, it surpasses the hype. Yes. It's yep. it's. it's because and people and this is one of those shows. Some shows you're like, oh, should I listen to the soundtrack? I always do if I can. But and some people won't. This is one I, you should because there's yes. so much yeah. happening lyrically. But when you're there, there's so much spectacle. Yeah, you're gonna. 
oh, yeah. need to be the focusing staging, on the spectacle. The staging of that is oh, yeah. gorgeous. Shout out to Andy Blankenbuehler for the choreography. Oh, oh yeah, the choreography he, is One of my favorite things they did at Town Hall, and he was talking about the, the double turntable yeah. and yeah. how he was talking how like when the um, turntable is moving counterclockwise, it's really pushing the action forward. And then when it's moving back, you know, it's moving clockwise, you know, so they're kind of rewinding and looking in the past. And he's sitting next to Chris Jackson, who plays George Washington. At this point, they'd been on Broadway almost a year off Broadway for like a month of workshopping it for years. He's like, what the fuck? I've been like working on this and I didn't even know that. This man is a genius. Yeah, but yeah the, the lighting and the staging of that show the blew me away. alone. The yeah. first time the bridge moves, yeah. I'm like, what the? And now we're a ship? Like, what is this? Yeah. And then and, that's before the turntable even moves. Yeah. And I think the thing and then is. And to Hurricane? I'm sorry, people. Um, hurricane, the lighting in Hurricane yes. was Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say one of the few um, Tonys that did not win was set design, which has great set design. But it's minimal. It's it's a minimalist because there's so much going on. They Mm -hmm. use so much with actors and props and lighting and dancing oh, that they don't need huge amount of a set. I mean, yeah. It's a great design, it's, it's a, a brilliant design. Yeah. The different pieces that do have to move like there's something about um I think uh, there's there's uh, freedom in the limitations that you get as a scenic designer and for that show the limitation was the choreographer needed the full fucking stage. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how do we still uh, create this world and how do we still switch I'll give locations? you a second level. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's right up there with Rent as the show I'm most mad I never saw the original cast well, of. Also too because the ensemble is tight. That yeah. is a strong ensemble yep. in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. The dancers and the backup singers are amazing movers because they not only have to push the story forward, they are also responsible for moving that set about. Yes. And it is so well done. And one I, thing yeah. speaking with the ensemble and where I it's one of those things, yeah, I didn't get to see the original cast either and I really wanted to, but the great thing with that show and because there are so many parts for a lot of people who don't get a play lead that right. are amazing performers that now they get a shine. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we're fine. I mean, on the tours and on Broadway, and I mean, there's just all these amazing people that get to be in it and it's new stars. Awesome. Um, my number one, uh, and we were talking about jukebox musicals. Mine is a jukebox musical, but it's a ballet. It's moving out. Moving Great out show. is my favorite show right. of all time it is based on the music of billy joel and the choreography is twyla tharp and twyla, twyla. it is stunning it is a modern ballet and there's no it is amazing. there there is live singing because the band is on stage and there's a live singer but the the, the entire thing is a ballet and it is gorgeous the staging of it is because they have yes. a catwalk above the stage where the, where the band playing. is and then so it just frees the whole stage and yeah, it yeah. is my only beef with that show is that it didn't include the song Crocodile Rock. Get out. Get out. You're in the wrong room, sir. God damn Durwood. It's always gotta ruin it for yep. everyone. I say something wrong? Yes. 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 Although you could do you should also do that show. I've always I can't said play that. The piano. I understand that somebody else could play, but you could sing the hell out of that. Well, yeah, but I can't play the piano. Whatever. So it's kinda of hard for the piano man to not right. play the piano. And see, as a choreographer, I would love to say I would love to do moving out, but you don't fuck it's with Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, you don't fuck with it, Twilight. It's done. <laughs> and um, I will say so we talked earlier about sight lines. It's the only show I've ever had to really worry about sight lines in the balcony. Oh, yeah. Because the way the catwalk was, when you got to a certain 
row in the balcony, yeah. you couldn't see him. Yeah. You couldn't see the piano. You couldn't see the band at the piano. Which normally sometimes you're like, when the band's on stage, you know, if you if you miss, because they usually have it like, if the band's ever on stage, it's usually in different parts of the stage. And they're not a focal point. They're just on the stage. So they're not something you need to see. But he's one that you yeah, have to because he, he's, he's singing. I know what your number one is, Joe. So I've talked about this musical before, <laughs> but the movie version mostly, bec- oh. and how much I effing hate it. But yeah, this show is it, it changed my life. Uh, we did it's it's to shock of no one hair, and we and when I did it in college at USD, a good Catholic university. Um, and just everything we did when I when we did our first read through, I had like a, a fake hippie wig on and everything like that. And <laughs> you were hanging was, dong. Yes, and um, we went around and we were introducing ourselves. And I said, "This is the longest you're ever going to see my hair." Like I had no desire ever to grow long hair or any of that. That changed because I had like this mop of red hair on on opening <laughs> night, and yes, yeah, so much changed in my life, and that is. An amazing show. I think it, my I think my love of Trey Parker and your love of hair are like right up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just something because there's so many levels. I mean, it's but she won't grow out her hair for him. Yeah, I would if he asked. Yeah, I'm sure she would. She would. I absolutely <laughs> would. She she would get the c word tattooed on her forehead for him. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I, he, he I was, was trying to find the limit. I he, was he trying would to know find better it. than to ask. But yeah, and but he's a gentleman. That's right. Because I mean, there were so many songs from that that became pop hits like you know different artists recording you know um easy be hard you know aquarius let the sunshine in and just the story it tells about claude um stop that um you know he him having to really decide you know does he go with his morals and what he thinks and how he despises the war or does he go with what he feels is his obligation to go and be in the war and not dodge the draft and burn his draft card I, and all that. I will say, I and just repercussions. Uh, this year uh, directed uh, a stage reading. Still and, need to see the video of hair. Yeah, and I want to. So bad. no, and I I want you to because I was really really proud of hair uh, directing. It's been one of my dreams to direct that show. Um, it wasn't the full show, but it was the stage reading and then all the music and going through the songs with everyone and going through all the script and everything with everyone i was really shocked as to how much of that is still so relevant right now without a doubt it was shocking to me how relevant that show still is it's it's shocking yeah nicole jonathan larson's rent i knew that was yours (laughs) that's a shocker shocker yeah that came out when i was in high school and uh I've lost count of how many times I've seen it now, which makes me so sad. I had a cowbell that was signed by five different um, Maureen's, which nice. was like my prized possession uh. in high school. And um, uh, yeah, it's a special, special it's show. Just a camp out That's for all. The... No matter how many times I've seen Rent, it still makes me cry. Uh, every time. The, the... If you can't cry when people are dying of age, you got no soul. <laughs> well, the... Reagan. The second the, <laughs> the second version of... Uh, oh, God. What's the one that he sings? What's the one that he sings at the funeral? Uh, I'll cover you. I'll cover you. Every breeze of I'll cover you. If yes. You, that, I, well, Jesse that L. Martin. Chocolate yeah, Jesse, yeah, Jesse L. Martin. Jesse L. Martin. Yes. In that show? Yes. Yes. 
I, ca- I can't even right now because my husband is right here. Right. But that show is everything to me. When we went to New York. He knows. Uh, when we went to New York, <laughs> well we saw a ton of musicals. Right. And we were there. It was like a special romantic trip. I thought he would propose. He totes did not. But um, <laughs> one of the nights. And you appear to have moved past that. Yes. You just uh, break your pencil. By- <laughs> <laughs> so we've been married eight and a half years, two lovely children, and apparently. How long to- have we been together, Joe? Eight and a half years married. Hashtag uh, Nicole still mad. Yeah, we have. 18 years. 18 years. She's still 18 mad. Years. Could have babies in high school right now. She's still mad, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Anyways, one of those evenings, Would you I. Have I went to go see Rent alone, which is uh, for me to be alone in New York traversing the streets. Like, that was a big deal yeah, for you. Joe actually walked me clo- pretty close to the theater before he left for his show. Right. So I was seeing but, um, but I had to see it on Broadway. Well, duh. You you debated. You're like, I don't know if I can. I don't, you know what? I don't need to see it. I'm like, like fuck you, don't. Yeah. If you don't, because, um, I mean. I've seen it well over 100 times. Every uh, time the national tour stops into San Diego, I see every single performance. Right. Um uh, yeah, when I was in high school, I saw it at the Playhouse countless number of times, and then also saw it in LA. But yeah, once we got to the triple digits, I lost count, and we had babies, and I just it was it was not as important to have like my huge rent weighing. So um. I still side with Penny. Yes, I love that. My uh, huge also, rent weighing. I the also know to what my big Derwood, I can tell you what Durwood's number one is as well. Tell him that's a chorus line. It is a chorus line. Absolutely. Yeah. I fucking love Which I, it line. would be in my top ten easily is a chorus line. Broadway's love letter to its core performers. Yeah, and it strengthened my confidence in wanting to be an actor once I realized what that show was actually about. I saw it in uh, seventh grade on Broadway. It's the first Broadway show I ever saw. It was on a field trip to New York, and of course I love Dance Ten Looks Three. But other than that, I really didn't get much from <laughs> as, it. as a twelve year old. Exactly. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Then I came home and it was on HBO, the 1986 movie, actually. Yep. That's a good movie. Yep. And I, I watched it and I was just like, oh, this is that show I saw. This is really cool. I want to watch that again. And I kept watching it again and again and again. Then I got into college and I learned how to actually watch movies and watch plays and watch musicals and know what they're about. And then I discovered what that show was about and it changed my life. And um, it, it just... It, it changed my life. No, I love that it's what you said. It's a love letter to the ensemble. Yeah. yeah. The, these were, these are, because I've said this a thousand times, not everyone can be a star and that's okay. Yes. You need good ensemble people. Mm-hmm. There is a good life in the ensemble if you can get it. Seeing Looking that show. you, Evan Casper's <laughs> Seeing that show, seeing that movie, when I saw it, it reaffirmed that the dream was okay. And again, I'm sorry, the brilliance of Trey Parker. There's an episode of South Park. Yes. <laughs> the wrestling episode. Yeah. Episode. Where they're auditioning wrestlers and oh they do God. a takeoff of a chorus line. Because yep. again, yep. the man loves and musicals. I think I saw it and you hadn't seen it yet. I'm like, Oh, Derwood. when I saw that, I was like, this is like, like peanut Derwood, butter this and epi- chocolate like, for Derwood, Derwood right this is, Like he wrote this te- for you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, uh, this was this was a, a really cool episode. I, I learned quite a few things, 
And uh, I want to I, I want to thank Nicole for joining us Yay! tonight. Hi, I'm so glad, having me. I'm so glad we could finally get you in here to work out all your anger with Joe. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag Nicole still that, mad. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And um, uh, you're gonna have to come back though because we didn't, we there's still so much more we can talk about. There's a lot about. more to I this. I will totally come back. We're gonna have yes. to break it down, and that, we would love to have you. And there yes. are other of our friends we really need to put in their face that are never gonna be in this. Po- in so this exactly. Podcast. Looking at you, CB. Oh Lord. <laughs> If you like what you heard here, you can get a dose of our funny every day on Twitter. You can follow us at Pop Culture House, or you can follow me, Anthony Donovan, at Daboy, D-A-B-O-Y. I'm at Reggie Swing. Craze Dr. Scott. Do you have a Twitter account? You don't need to follow me, people. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us at thehouseofpopculture at gmail.com. Oh, that was yeah. sexy. Get right? on our Facebook. Give us a like. We want to take this opportunity right now to thank all of our patrons. Yay! Thank you, patrons. Thank you so Give us much money. Thank you, patrons. For helping to support what we do, and you guys are the reason that we get to do this. And I also want to give a special thanks to Nicole, because a lot of y'all listening may not know this, but she is the primary reason that this podcast was reborn. Booted. Yes, yes, she was. We had been Ooh. off for a few years, and, and Nicole actually found some resources that we could use yep. to get us back in the studio and get us back in the air. So thank you for that. And make she, shit happen. She, she wanted me out of the house she for was a couple like, hours. Joe out of this house, please. No, yeah. you guys need to create. You're amazing people. I'm so glad it's back. Well, and thank you. I love we need listening to, create to you every Joe's week. Ass off the couch. And, <laughs> and we want to thank everybody at the community building in Hillcrest and sound engineer Joey. We Yay! love you. We will see y'all on the flip side. Peace. And scene.